All right, it's Friday, and that means we're continuing our Artist Spotlight series. These are our interviews from the Made It Meltdown event. Yeah, it was a great event. We had it at a place called A Shop Called Quest in downtown Los Angeles, where we got to talk to all different types of awesome creators. This is the one you've been waiting for. This is the Meltdown Orphans panel with Ryland Grant, Jeff Leeds, Stephen Prince, Mike Levine, David Schrader, and Jim Higgins. Well, let's give it up for Ryland one more time and everybody who helped make this possible. So my name is Matt Carrigan, and I am one of the hosts on the Launchpad podcast. Uh, we are a pulp culture countdown. We do comics. We do movies. We do monsters. Um, we are doing a real cool episode that's coming out real soon that's about fights that the Predator should have had but hasn't had yet. Um, I just got the voiceover artist who did uh, the voice for Ghostface in the Scream movies to call my co-host without him knowing on the air. So it's, I mean, and I'm very reserved and like a grown-up. My co-host is like a giant little kid, so he was floored. You got to listen to this episode. The Launchpad Podcast, you can find us on thelaunchpadpod.com. Can can I just say, I'm very good at, 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 at promoting other people. I don't, no, okay, I, don't do promote, I don't promote myself very well, <laughs> but uh, Launchpad, they were, I mean, you guys ran yourselves ragged at Comic-Con. They recorded so many amazing interviews, and you guys have just been killing it. I loved your your Comic-Con wrap-up was amazing, but the interviews just keep coming. I mean, you had Kevin Eastman, um, the, the Daredevil writer. Uh, I'm we sorry, had I'm, Kevin Eastman, we had Ann yeah. Nocenti. Um, this Wednesday, a great interview with Dave Gibbons drops, and it's not about the book you think it's going to be about. Uh, he wrote Batman vs. Predator which is a book that I grew up reading. <laughs> he wrote it, and it's fantastic. And when I asked him to, inter- if he wanted to be interviewed about that, he was like, this will be different. I never get to talk about that one. So it was, it was great. It was really, really fun. Thank you, Riley. A- anyway, so, so Launchpad is killing it right now. So tune in, subscribe, grab your friend's phone, and, uh, and subscribe. Uh, I'm it's, loving it. It's fun, and we, we are very big fans. Uh, my co-host, Aaron, he is actually working in Georgia, so he couldn't be here for, for this this event, but this is exactly the kind of stuff that we love. I know that you guys love it because you are here. We are here to talk about memories of a great comic book store, but the event isn't really just about Meltdown. It's about the comic book store, the comic book store. We are all here in a brick-and-mortar store. Like, you know, it's a, it's a, it's... It's a chapel for a place that we love, right? Comics mean something to everybody in this room. And that is really what this day and this, this, this event is about. So we're going to talk a little bit about Meltdown, but also a little bit about other stuff as well. I mean, it's going to be all in the same universe that we all love. But thank you guys for coming out. Let's give a big hand to Ray and a shop called Quest for having us. And like Rylan mentioned, we are officially sponsored by Paps Blue Ribbon. So crack open a can, guys. Comics and comics, beer and crab cakes. We have a crab cake and po' boy truck outside. Come on, I mean, does it get any better than that? I got a taste for living. <laughs> I'm thinking cold blue ribbon. I got Paps Blue Ribbon on my mind. I'm 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 wow. I, yeah. I'm, I'm available for commercials. Wow, and entertainment. Uh, well, speaking of entertainment, let's go down the line here, and let, uh, why don't you guys just introduce yourself, say, uh, you know, a, a one or two sentence thing about you, and then we'll jump into some questions. So let's start with the, the man directly to my left, Mr. Jim Higgins. Hi, uh, I'm Jim Higgins. Uh, as a couple of people told me before this, I'm the one responsible for all this, like, in a, for better or worse. No, for much better. Um, uh I started doing comics classes in New York uh, at the School of Visual Arts uh, in their comics and cartooning and illustration program. And in 98, while well, I was still at DC Comics, and uh, I was there for about, I was there for six years as an editor in a very eclectic department called Paradox Press. Uh, very proud of the stuff I worked on. Andy Helfer, uh, my boss, was uh, very, very visionary. Uh, came out here in, in uh, 2008, and I had been teaching at a cafe just randomly in, in Manhattan, and I wanted to just do another class out in the community. And so I said, well, let me go to Meltdown. Everybody talks about this store, because it would be obviously good to have it in a comic store. And uh, Gaston, who owns Meltdown, basically was like, you know, yeah, 
Yeah, dude. Yeah. And uh, so we started the classes there. I started with one class and then a month later, someone said, you know, I have four friends and if you want to do another class, uh, I, you know, I can get you five students and I'm easy like that, you know, when someone offers me money. So, uh, so we started that. And then within like three or four years, we had an inking class. I'm sorry. We had a, uh, a coloring class, an inking class, a life drawing class, a kids comics class, and and then, and then eventually an inking class and a long form writing class. So it's been very rewarding. It's a, a ton of my friends are former students um, because my students have been great. It's such an incredible variety of people. You get a lot of people in the entertainment and the, how you doing? Blah, the entertainment business, but I get tons of people who are teachers, social workers, you know, in every uh, possible walk of life and uh and we you know we make great comics and uh there's some great comics here in the store uh former students i'm just really happy this is very flattering to me i told aaron who's videotaping this that, like i was like i need a copy from my mother <laughs> all right and that's not even a joke so thank you and thank you rylan I uh, I prefer to think of Jim as the person who's to blame for all this. That's nice. That word. Yeah, that's the word. Um, uh, my name is Ryland Grant. I'm uh, generally a loud asshole, but uh, I also write movies and uh, and TV for a living. I've uh, been a working screenwriter in Hollywood for I don't know ten plus years or something like that. I've uh, written for uh, God the Russo brothers, F. Gary Gray. Uh, um, uh, Ridley Scott, Justin Lin. Yeah, thank you for reminding me. I don't remember who I wrote for. Johnny Depp, John, um, John I decided. Uh, I decided uh, a few years back to sort of dip my toes into the comic pond, and uh, I created a book called Aberrant uh, at Meltdown uh, in Jim Higgins' class um, that is now kind of right in the middle of its 10-issue run at Action Lab Comics. Um, it, is an, it is a... Paul Thomas Anderson style addiction play disguised as a uh, paranoid 70s action spy thriller uh, disguised as a kick you in the teeth Justin Lin like action movie if that makes any sense it probably doesn't uh, um, it was uh, just option for television uh, Tony Krantz is uh, developing by, it for by, the, by who uh, uh, Tony Krantz is uh, uh, the producer of 24 and Felicity and Sports Night and I, I meant, Drive I meant where is it going to wind up oh, Do we'll, you know? we'll, we'll see where it's going to wind up okay. uh, he's doing his current show at Netflix so hopefully uh, Netflix is the prettiest girl at the party right now so hopefully we end up there <laughs> I'd take HBO but you know not as pretty we'll see yeah. you get nudity but not as pretty <laughs> This is a brief nudity sort of thing. <laughs> okay, we'll take it. Hey, everybody. I'm Jeff Leeds, and uh, really happy to be here. Uh, like Rylan, I'm an alum of classes at Meltdown and classes that were run by Jim Higgins. Um, I, uh, by practice today, I'm a, a, an executive at NBC. Before that, I was a journalist for a long time, and uh, I really had a passion for comics ever since I was a kid. It was just a few years ago that I decided I was just uh, ready to kind of like take a stab at creating something for myself. And um, maybe like some of the creators who were here, I kind of didn't know where to, where to take that first step. And so it was really uh, a wonderful thing to be able to go to a place like Meltdown where you could sort of learn a little bit and, and be surrounded by other people who were kind of working through the same creative issues that, that I was. My, the first story that I really created at Meltdown is, a, is now a, a one-shot comic that I uh, worked on with my friend, also through Meltdown, Eric Clinton Anderson, who's here. The story's called Kick, and it's, um, it's sort of a little bit about... Um, one person's uh, paranoia and insecurities um, sort of filtered through the resentment that I felt that my wife made me go running with her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and so it worked out really well. And uh, I hope you guys will check it out. Um, I just want to say thanks again to everybody for coming. And, and thanks again to Ray and the team here for making this whole space available to us because we need our, our own community center. Hi, uh, I'm David Rader. And uh, I have a book called Baby Badass. It's out from Action Lab Danger Zone. And I co-created it with my friend Christian Horn, who's also here. Uh, back in 2006, it's been a 12-year journey to get it um, created and, and published. But uh, I came to Meltdown kind of later. Um, I took a class with Eric Esquivel, 
who's a pretty big writer right now, and he's just he's relaunching with uh, DC's Vertigo. He has a book called Border Town out, and he taught a class there, and it was great. I remember one day he comes in, he's like, "Hey, I have a special guest." I just ran into this guy in the restroom, and Mark Wade came out and talked to us for like forty-five minutes about comics, and so that was the kind of wow. class it was. That was the kind of place it was. Um, so yeah, my comic's been doing pretty well. Our comic's been doing pretty well. Kristen also has a book called, uh, Harry Winkle Puss that he's working on. It's kind of an all ages, uh, superhero cat. It's kind of fun. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much it right now. Steve Prince. I, uh, write and draw a book called Monster Matador, uh, as, as well as a couple others. Um, I think I was in Jim's second class at Meltdown. And uh, I probably got ahead of myself in a lot of those classes, um, drawing too many comics. And I used to be a toy executive where I developed uh, properties for animation. So uh, I'm Mike Levine. Uh, I'm a veteran of Jim's best meltdown class. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just trying to start some shit. I don't know why. Um, I'm also the author of All the Feelings, Hella Dramatic Monologues for Thespians of a Teen Age. And at least you're not these monsters. And I'm proud to announce that I've never fully finished a muffin. There's always some crumbs left. Was that the question? <laughs> I want to challenge that right now. Everyone else, who's, stop talking about your stuff. Who's got a muffin? <laughs> um, and I, I have to say, I have read at least a little bit of what everyone has done. But for pretty much everybody on this table, I've read the stuff that they have here. It is worth picking up, and I do not just say that. We get asked on the show to review a lot of different books and movies and stuff, and if we don't have anything nice to say, we pass. These guys' stuff, everybody, is really, really worth reading. And I would, I would honestly say everything that they said about themselves, I wouldn't change any of it. It's worth it. And the great thing about an event like this is you guys get to walk around talk with them, which is my favorite part, but also see their work, read their work, check out their art. So definitely do that as soon as we're done jibber-jabbering at you, all right? Um, as far as jibber-jabbering ja jibber jibber at you goes, uh, Ryland, can you kind of give us like the, the, the superhero origin story of this event? How did this kind of come about? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a good way to think about it. So, uh, you know, again, Aberrant was created at Meltdown. Um, Meltdown was my, my comic home, my, my geek community center of choice uh, at the time. And so my dream was always to have the aberrant launch party at Meltdown. Um, and, um, you know, just hanging around there, uh, I met all of you guys. Um, I mean, this isn't great radio. I'm, I'm, I'm now motioning to the other, uh, you know, what do we have? Almost 30 creators uh, 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 in the room right now. Um, uh, so many great books were created at Meltdown over the years. Uh, so many of them in uh, Jim's classes. Um, and so it, it didn't feel like enough just to honor Aberrant. I wanted to bring everyone together and just uh, celebrate the community that, that allowed me to make my book. Um, and so I started planning it at Meltdown. And maybe about a week or two into the planning, uh, I get this email. And it was an email that went out to everyone. It wasn't an email specifically to me or anything, but they're like, hey, we're closing. Uh. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, you know, there goes my, my launch party. Uh, um, and I was sad, uh, and angry and a number of things. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, the Jeffs and the Steves and the, the, you know, mics of the world that said, Hey, why don't you still do it? You know, let's, let's find another venue. Let's, let's do this thing. I got together with Jim and, uh, you know, we, we found another, uh, found another venue, uh, a shop called quest is in my opinion, you know, the best comic shop in the city, the best comic shop in the world. Uh, the manager here, uh, Ray is, um, you know, uh, he's very open to all this stuff. There aren't, it's so hard as a creator to get a, you know, to, to get a comic shop owner a lot of the times to, uh, to be a partner in it, sure. to, you know, to, to help you get word out, promote things, uh, raise game for anything, uh, you know, raise all about, uh, uh promoting books. And, and so, uh, we found a, a very great partner in him and, uh, we launched this thing. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, like I said, 30 plus creators all promoting their books and we're just getting here and kind of, uh, um, you know, the thing was going to be kind of a celebration of the books. It's turned into kind of a, almost like a wake for the shop that we, that we loved, you know, and, and, and like you said, very eloquently, um, you know, really what this is, is like a celebration of all comic shops, because I mean, you, you have, you have listeners all over the world. I mean, you know, 
in Finland and God knows elsewhere. And I, 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 I hear you, you know, mention it from time to time. Hey, you know, I just got an email from someone in Japan. So, you know, this this same thing is happening all over the world in Japan, in Finland, and everything. And so it's we're 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 celebrating uh, uh, the the uh, the comic shop uh, as a nerd community center. I think uh, to put it in origin story context, Ryland got bit by radioactive ambition. Uh, and he sort of invited all of us along, right? Yeah, That's okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. A long time you had to give the full version, yeah. but yeah. Well said. That was awesome. I'm just going to ask you all the questions from now on, Mike. <laughs> That's great, and 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 what you said. This is a really special place, right? Your your local comic book store, even if it's not your local comic book store, this is what online stores don't have. This is what you know, getting comics digitally doesn't have is that sense of community. And I think if you're as into comics as we all are, for whatever reason, whatever kind of comics, we're all part of the same type of brotherhood, you know. And I think Meltdown, Meltdown was almost like a church for that to a certain extent, where like. Even if you'd never been there, like it took me years after I moved to LA to go to Meltdown, but I knew what it was. I knew how important it was. And when I went in there, you kind of got like, you understood when you got there. Um, Jeff, I heard that you had a story about when your wife finally understood like what Meltdown meant. Can you share that story with us? Sure. I don't have her permission, but let's see what happens. <laughs> Is uh, it okay? okay. <laughs> She's giving me the green light. So, uh, yeah, no. The one of the great things that that uh, I think was really uh, embodied by Meltdown was the the generosity that uh, that we all sort of I think have for each other when it comes to to promoting new things and, and supporting new creations. And so uh, at the time we were um, running a we were running a Kickstarter campaign for a, an anthology book uh, that that a number of us had contributed to. And what, we, what, what anthology book is it's that? It's called the Not Forgotten Anthology, and I happen to have some copies here with me. Uh, <laughs> and so we were trying to raise money on uh, on Kickstarter, and we talked to the shop about it, and they actually said that we could use their facilities to uh, do a, a live telethon uh, on their sort of video channel to try to raise support for the Kickstarter. So we got everyone together. We had this one crazy night, uh, which I'll spare you the details of, where we uh, sort of did a, a telethon where we had people, uh, uh, artists, writers, guests come on and talk about it. And um, it was just really great to have the support of the shop to do that, not just their um, their space, but their technology, essentially, to let us do that. And we were, we wrapped up, it was like two in the morning, we were sort of uh, closing up to leave, and we stopped and kind of looked around, and, and my wife, who'd been to the shop a number of times, uh, turned around and was sort of looking at the, you know, just the collection of stuff there, right? The, the, the books and posters and uh, paraphernalia, what have you. And she said, um, oh, this is like the JCC, referring to the Jewish Community Center, um, which is a place that she grew up and is known for her whole life as kind of a place that, you know, a, a community can go and, and, uh, and find, find friends, find connections and stuff like that. And that's really what Meltdown is, right? It's a, it's a physical space that supported um, the comics community as well as everything that sort of became a, an offshoot of that, right? The, the comedy that was there was really comedians who were fans of comics. Sure. Um, the, you know, the gaming and stuff that was there, um, any number of other events that went on there were really began from, the, as you described it, this kind of like community of people that are, were fans of comics and the shop always supported that stuff even when there wasn't a direct sort of financial benefit, frankly. And, uh, and so that's the sort of space that I think is really special. Excellent. Well, let's do this. Let's keep. Uh, let's just keep going down the line, and Jim will come back to you. But let's start with David. Would you tell us like a meltdown memory, like just something, whether it was as a student of a class there or just as a patron of the store itself? What's something that sticks out in your mind when I say the word meltdown? Damn, I, I already used the the Wade story. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, um, one of the first times I went in. Uh, you know, I was always a little intimidated. I grew up in like drawing and comics, but I wasn't super into like comic comics. I, I love Charlie Brown books and things like that. And as I got older and I moved out to LA, I did stand up and I did improv and all this other stuff. And I, I was making films and I just, for some reason kind of fell away from comic books. So I was always a little intimidated by, you know, real comic book stores and you, you know, I watch the Simpsons and you see the comic book guy and you're like, I don't want to deal with that. Like, I don't want to be like, you know, you know, made fun of. So, um, even before I, you know, baby badass was kind of like uh, gelling, I went into meltdown and I was, uh, actually I had the, the first book and I went in very like humbly and scared and, and they were so welcoming and so nice that it was the complete opposite. I, I think of what you sometimes hear about comic book shops and like, you know, the, the way they can uh, look down at you if you don't know your stuff. 
Um, and they, they were very open and welcoming, and I think that extended to the classes too. And when Eric's, Eric's class was the, the Dan Harmon story circle, and I wanted to become a better writer, I wanted to become, I kind of tend to go all over the place when I write, and so I wanted a little more focus, and so I thought the story circle would be great, a place to start, and it was. But all the other people I met there were really great, and of course, like the Mark Wade thing, and it was just the the overall the overall like welcoming sense that they had there was uh, something that was pretty special. Yeah, for sure. Well, Steve, do you have a, a meltdown memory that you can tack onto this board? No, I say no. <laughs> Not really. no. I it was just it was. Uh, <laughs> I, you thought I, this was a different panel. I, I, All answers are voluntary. That one time. Uh, no, I mean, it, it was just for me. It, it was something to do, but it was it was just a great place to meet people and to get motivated um, to make comics. And just, I mean, in terms of the store, there was always something going on. I remember, I think one night Robin Williams came in when we had a Wait, class. You hesitated on a memory, and you yeah. saw Robin Williams in your it class. Takes, I have a new you one, so it takes that? a while to process right now. You know, Steve, um, you were there for that. I, I think, yeah, we didn't see him, but I was in that, I think I, it was during he, the class. Oh, he did like 10 minutes of stand Yeah, he did like 10 That's minutes, right. yeah. But it was behind <laughs> the other door, and we're like, Jim, hurry up and shut up, man. Because Jim just talks and talks and talks. Um, <laughs> That's true. It's true, right? Um, but no, I mean, I, it, it's, it was just a great place to meet uh, great people and get inspired. And it's probably the reason why I keep making comics because I'm friends with guys like Ryland and, and these guys here who um, we get to read each other's stuff now. And it just inspires me to make more comics because I look, you know, I read their stuff and I'm, I feel like I've got to step my game up, you know? So it's, it's, it's a friendly kind of competition and it, uh, that all stems from from the classes that Jim started. So there's a through line to a lot of these stories, which is funny. Um, there are these places in every town. When I lived in New York, uh, I you know I lived uh, uh, down in the village, and uh, I was very near the Comedy Cellar, and spent you know most most of my time hanging out there. And you know it was when the Mike Birbiglias, the Louis C.K.s were just coming up. You kind of didn't know them, Patrice O'Neill, uh, just a lot of kind of like big time comics like that. But you go in to see those guys, but then Seinfeld would come in and do a half hour. Chris Rock would come in and do a half hour, and it was just, it, it just happened all the time. Uh, we have that with the UCB, the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater out there. You're waiting in line for one show, and you go in and fly to Concords, does an hour. Uh, it, it's awesome, but Meltdown was that place, and, and I'm sure everyone in this room has a, oh, I was at Meltdown, and then uh, mine was, um, I, am, I am in the parking lot, and there is a very tall, skinny man screaming bloody murder at this very small woman who's about five foot four. And it's getting so heated that I feel the need to stop my car, get out and intervene. He shouldn't be yelling at this woman like this. And I get in between them and I'm like, hey buddy, calm down. And he turns around and it's fucking Screech Powers. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he was going to Meltdown for a comedy show. It was Dustin Diamond. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, very aggro, possibly intoxicated Dustin Diamond. Dustin, if you're listening, I'm sorry for, uh, for shining this light on you. But I feel like everybody has that story. Not the Dustin Diamond story specifically, but... I, I, I also confronted Screech at one point. <laughs> I just want to say, that too, that that's your reaction to that, which is, I have to go do something. This is what happens when you grow up reading superhero comics. I agree with that. I agree and with that. You know, I, I'm joking, but it, I'm actually serious. You know, we, we, we all have that kind of like Captain America side of us that just goes, it's the right thing to do. Whoever writes a Captain America Screech Powers crossover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all bets were off as soon as I saw it was Screech, though. I wasn't going to mess with that guy. So. <laughs> the, the, and the kicker is it was, it was uh, Lisa Turtle in the car. <laughs> You guys 90s kids or what? <laughs> uh, all right. So we've heard a couple different meltdown memories. Mike, what I want to ask you is, really, you never finished a muffin? No. Like, <laughs> and I don't think anyone here, if you think about it, really has. Like, you've never thrown the paper away with nothing on it. I and lick it, it clean. Okay. Absolutely. All Damn, right. Beat me One month it. from today, he's going to do it. Five times in a row for all of you. No. Oh, that's nothing. Uh, we'll go. We'll go to, We'll have a muffin episode. Yeah, that's really that's not that's not a big challenge. I could eat five muffins. Oh, well, ask and answer. You can't even eat one, Mike. <laughs> yes. let's, tell us tell us a, a meltdown memory from you. Oh, um, well, I think it was also like I was very aware of the store before I came to LA, and I moved here. Uh, 
with my girlfriend who was already like sort of rapidly cooling on me. And uh, <laughs> before we left, uh, she fell off a horse. And um, so she didn't come out with me initially. And the, the question remains to this day as to how serious these horse injuries were. That's not the point of it. Mike, the point is, is that a metaphor? She <laughs> fell no. off a horse. Are you the horse? It just, it's just to set the stages in like I was very lonely when I got here. Uh, and I started in like a hotel in Koreatown all by myself. And I just woke up the first morning and I didn't know what to do with myself in a new city. And I was like, oh, I, I wrote something for an uh, uh, anthology called The Devastator, which is an excellent, excellent uh, group and publishing group. And, uh, and like, oh, so I like have something on a shelf somewhere already in L.A. And like the fact that I had just written one little parody piece for a magazine and knew that there would be comedy, there would be comics, there would be music. I just walked all the way from Koreatown. Uh, and then when I adopted my dog, I also took him first so he could have the same L.A. experience. Had he written for any comedy magazines? Not yet, but like, nobody fell a off a horse, sadly enough. It was weird. I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah. Were you moving out to like L.A. on horses? Like, were you no, riding like, here well, on horseback? I think horseback? Like started up like in the Bay Area where I'm from for a little bit, but like, yeah, she like, this is the biggest enduring mystery of my life, and I'm not speaking to her, so I'm not going to find it out. But if you guys want to just like, <laughs> Hit up my ex-girlfriend, ask her about her horse injuries, and just annoy the shit over. That'd be great. Mike Sex, if you're <laughs> listening, please email us. Um, coming back to Jim. Jim, I'm sure you have a treasure trove of meltdown mysteries, but give us one or two that really stands out for you. Um, you know, I, I feel like it's too it's a little too easy to mention all the myriad of celebrities that walked in and out of there, but because that has to do with the comedy, though. Sure. But uh but uh, after saying that, I will mention one. We're doing my class once, and we were in the back of the, of the store, and a guy comes out of the back room, which is where the comedy theater was, and it's like I had my students were you know in front of me, and then to my direct right was this guy, and he sits down in a chair, and he kind of feels like he's in the 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 class like it's the equivalent of, it's the chair equivalent of a close talker right <laughs> okay so i'm kind of like i'm just conscious of it and then i look and it's jeff garland and and he's like reading a comic you know so i'm talking to the class and i and i said so this is you know what uh jack kirby did when he was uh, uh at dc and i said what do you think jeff garland <laughs> and he looks up and he's like huh oh and he sort of realizes that he's in a class and he said, oh, um, say that again. And so basically Jeff Garland joined the class for about 20 minutes um, and it was very entertaining. It was a little bit of Jeff's book is uh, being released by Action Lab uh, in November. <laughs> Jeff Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Special thanks to Jim Higgins. That's it. And and, you know, it was a little bit of the, the way that Meltdown was, is that for all the celebrities that walked through there. Um, besides a couple of, I'm sure there are assholes, but, you know, a lot of people, everybody was sort of very welcoming. We all felt sort of like under the umbrella of, of that place, you know. Um, so in a different sort of tack, um, you know, this is this is a little bit of a brag, but like I figure, you know, every time someone devotes a panel to my classes, I get to brag a little bit. That seems fair. Um, I've had three people over the 10 years in, in LA who've taken my classes, who said that my class changed their life. Now, you know, I was joking before about, you know, calling and telling my mom about all this, but that is one of those things. It's just sort of like, you know, I do tell my mom that and I, and it, it really sort of blew my mind. And I was like, look, I, I you know, I think I, my classes are good, but they're not that good. And um, I think it's a testament to the the power of creativity and how, you know, I mean, a couple of those people were depressed um, and just the power of the group, you know, I've had one great class after another and I'll take a little credit for creating a, a non an environment where people don't cut each other to shreds. Sure. You know, and I teach at colleges all over the, I've taught at colleges all over the, the, uh, the city. And 
there's always one story about an art teacher who like, like, oh yeah. And then, and, and then that person ran out crying because they, you know, savagely cut them apart. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't want to be in one of those classes. I don't want to take one of those classes. I don't want to be that guy. And, um, and I think do, starting out like that, people have just, you know, it's just been a help. But it is really a testament to the creativity of the students. And, sure. and just, you know, I go to, I, if I am down and I have to teach, I'm perked up. I am glad. Uh, and I think that, you know, especially the people here with finished comics, um, have shown it. It's a tremendous amount of work. Does anybody up here think this is easy? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, and that impresses me over and over and over again. Well, I want to stick with you for one more question. You taught so many classes, you taught so many students who've gone on. I mean, there's not only the people at this table, but there's 20 somewhat creators in this room right now who've had some connection to Meltdown. A lot of them are probably from your class. Are there any any situations where you as the teacher see that the tables get turned and a student ends up teaching you things or, or opening your eyes, whether it's in general or even someone in the panel? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, Steve, Steve opened the door, so um, all the time. Seriously? I just taught Jim how to use a microphone. You saw it here first. Well, ironically, the first person that, that I thought of was Rylan. Um, I'm a good teacher. I'm not a good producer of my own creative stuff, and uh, or I'm not, I don't have a lot of forward drive these days. And Rylan is such an example of like absolute forward motion, energy, determination. I think Ryland's superpower is when something goes wrong, he's like, yeah, okay, I have three solutions. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> you know, and that was, you know, and, and that is just an incredibly inspiring to me. Sure. And some, and Steve is so prolific. If you caught earlier, Steve made a comment about how, oh, I guess I jumped in too early and produced too many comics. There is no such thing as too many comics. <laughs> um, I would, Steve, do you have a page count of how many pages you've done? You should do it. Close to 500 since your yeah. class. Anybody in the audience produced 500 pages of comics? No. I, I think that's a concern. Yeah. 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 Steve writes, draws, pencils, inks, letters. Right. So they're in black and white or else, you know, because he covers. covers and color. But it's it's the it's amazing. He's doing a new yeah. book that he's coloring as well. That's right. The we'll, Destroyer. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah, that, that 500 pages has to be a conservative estimate because, you know, it, 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 I mean, it, it, it takes me, you know, it'll take me two weeks to, to get a script done. And and Steve and I meet a lot. We talk. We're really good friends and we really prop each other up as creators. But we'll meet. We'll talk about some ideas. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm just sort of toying around with this idea, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh yeah, well I'm toying around with this idea. And so a week goes by and I have an outline and then he, he sends me a PDF of like a finished drum. <laughs> 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 and, 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 you know, I don't often feel inferior, uh, but I sometimes do when, 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 when we're, when we're talking, uh, uh, Steven's, uh, uh, you know, mad, uh, creative fits. And, and that hair. <laughs> the hair is gorgeous. Well, I got I got I got to also just, uh, comment on uh, Ryland's golden voice, uh, <laughs> which is you guys got a taste of it. It's something that uh, meltdown. That was kind of the biggest thing that I got from meltdown. Uh, walking uh, the floor at Comic Con this year with with Ryland is my personal iPod. Um, <laughs> it was it, it was incredible. And if anyone ever gets that chance to experience that, I would recommend it. it karaoke machine is coming in uh, in about an hour or so. Well. We're talking about your guys' work, and that's the other thing that I want to hit on is not only was Meltdown an amazing place, and, 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 and Jim and other teachers like him were able to, to pass on their knowledge, but so much creativity and so much amazing product came out of those doors in one way, shape, or form. Uh, let's just go down the line. Ryland, starting with you, what do you have going on? What do you have here that we can take a look at? What do you have uh, that, that people who are listening at home right now can, can, can check out either online or in their local shops? Yeah, well, uh, you know, as I said, uh, my uh, my sort of paranoid action thriller aberrant uh, is uh, in stores now. Uh, first issue came out in June. Um, as we speak, um, 
there are three issues out. Issue four drops uh, this coming month. Uh, the collected trade, uh, meaning the first five issues, will be available uh, via Amazon. It's actually available for pre-order right now, uh, but will drop in November. Uh, ten issues after that, and then hopefully a very prolific uh, TV series. Um, give, have, a, give us the log line of that book, Aberrant. Oh, Aberrant, yeah. Um, so uh, basically what Aberrant does is it sort of uh, reimagines uh, our, our military, our geopolitics, if uh, people with superpowers actually existed. So um, we've seen a lot of superhero books. This is about what everyone else is doing and about you know how, again, the government, the military, like has to react. Uh, that's very interesting. Specifically, it uh, focuses on uh, uh, one man, a uh, US Army Special Operations Commander named David, who loses his uh, entire unit uh, in a uh, superhuman attack. And then he kind of goes AWOL from the Army and wages a very brutal uh, one-man war on the, um, uh, the former superhero, uh, the eccentric billionaire that uh, he believes is responsible. And then it kind of turns into a, you know, again, like a paranoid spy thriller from there where uh, uh, there's a conspiracy, there's a guy behind the guy, and, uh, you know, over 10 issues, we kind of peel back the uh, layers of the onion on said conspiracy, and in the end, it's the uh, uh, the, the person you least expect that's behind everything, and uh, a lot of fun. Check it out. It, it is a lot of fun. It's a... It's an interesting take on, like, I think what you said is, a, I'm not even going to say anymore. You, you did a good job. <laughs> Next. No, it's a great, it's a great alternate take on superhero worlds. Um, check it out, Aberrant. It's, and you got it here, right? Yeah, it's available here. First three issues uh, are available at my table, so come see me. Mr. Jeff, what do you got going on? Uh, so in addition to the one-shot story, Kick, uh, which I talked about earlier that uh, grew out of Jim's class and uh, collaboration there, uh, I've got a couple of copies of an anthology that I contributed to that I talked about earlier called Not Forgotten. It's an anthology of new stories uh, based on public domain characters, so characters that are many from the 30s and 40s that became available in the public domain. Uh, I wrote about a, a hero called 13, and the story takes place sort of 25 years after his creation, so he's sort of a washed-up superhero in Rat Pack era Las Vegas. Uh, I've got that, and then I also have a story in another anthology here called The Strip, which also coincidentally is set in Las Vegas. Um, it's a love story involving homemade explosives, and uh, I've got that available for sale as well. Those are another one. Those are available online, also, right? Also, also auto autobiographical. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> That's pretty good. I'm on board with that, uh, Mr. Dave. What do we got going on? Uh, well, Baby Badass is out now. The uh, trade paperback's available. And um, I'm working on something actually with Eric Esquivel, who has Bordertown coming out. We did a book called Magic Mullet. So that's in the, <laughs> that's in the artwork phase right now. Uh, it's, a, it's a really fun, we're going to either do a full book or, or shape it as a pitch. So that's going on as well. Some other things. Baby Badass is actually in preliminary talks for an animated series. And so that would be super exciting. Um, and we're working on volume two. We have a new artist uh, named Andy Taylor. And he did the artwork for an Action Lab book called Bigfoot Sword of the Earthman, which is a really fun book by Josh Henneman. And the, the artwork is fantastic. So we're really excited about volume two. Well, let's, he's great. Yeah, he's I've seen awesome. his I'm really yeah, excited I, about yeah, he, he was a He's had did many signings at, at Meltdown yeah, for yeah. the writer. He, we did. just had a signing out in Palm Desert, which was 130 degrees. And uh, I'm not even quite joking, but, um, but Andy was there because he's from Palm Springs. And so... I think early 2019, we should have the next series out. So another mini series. So that let's, should be fun. Let's talk about the current series of know, Baby uh, yeah, Badass. Because right. we haven't really... It. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's basically I mean, like... It's, it, the title says a lot. Uh, I feel like I, I have a good idea he, what it's he's about. He's a 33-year-old super soldier trapped in the body of a baby. He's like a government... Ex yeah, he's up on the shelf here. Uh, he's a government experiment gone wrong. And it's been described as Mad Max meets Idiocracy. So it's this dystopian sci-fi grindhouse action adventure. You know, that old trope. And, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of out there, but it's, it's a, you know, it's a fun little crazy book. Oh, for sure. Yours is definitely one of the ones that I read. And cause I was like, I probably don't need to read that to do the interview. The title says what it's about. Right. And I looked at the cover and I was like, oh no, I need to read that. And, and, I, and, I definitely and, need and to volume read two that. gets even more batshit crazy. If you can imagine that's, I mean, it's a fun book. You guys both at home and, and everybody here in the store, you got to check it out. And again, let's think about how awesome and fortunate we are to be here at a shop called Quest. You mentioned that you did a signing in a hundred and something degree temperatures. We are in a nice 
big comic book store. Everybody's got room. There's a ton of great stuff around here. We are all super fortunate to be here. So make sure if you guys are not here, go visit your local comic book shop ASAP. Uh, real quick, I have freebies too, so I can give away some free stuff. I'll be right uh, back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Steve, what are you working on, sir? Uh, right now I'm doing uh, Monster Matador, which is uh, monthly on uh, Comixology, and I have trade paperbacks here. Uh, it's about a uh, father who is fighting uh, the monsters to make the world a better place for his uh, five-year-old daughter. And uh, he basically travels from town to town fighting monsters and uh, white supremacists. Um, uh, but a little yes. bit, uh, you know, there's there's layers to it. Let me just put it that way. A <laughs> little bit of commentary there. Um, I also have another book, which is about an ortho, a future, an orthodox uh, detective in the future, a la Sherlock Holmes, called Intergalactic. Um, starring uh, Shlomo Lux in the Sherlock Holmes role, and with. The Launchpad podcast, we are launching uh, Destroyer, which is kind of a grindhouse, uh, shitty 80s movie uh, action uh, webcomic about uh, the pitch is basically, uh, uh, what's his name? Lionel Bure, no, what's his name, man? Beauregard. Beauregard. Beauregard Lionel Richards (laughs) and his gang of thugs killed Matt Corrigan's goat and ate it for dinner, leaving Matt for dead. And now as destroyer, he searches for them on the road uh, for revenge. And, and, and it's pretty awesome. And it is based on a true story because Matt actually had a vision of his future. And this is basically what the future will be. So if you're interested in what the world's going to look like in about five to 10 years, uh, Check it out. Launchpadpod.com. Do you, do you currently own a goat or is that? No, that's part be... of the future. Okay. Spoiler alert. The future is going to be badass. Mm. It's going to be bloody. Yeah. I am the same level of handsome. <laughs> yes. Um, Steve has. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we have trading cards too. Yeah, at he's my got table, cards so and it shows Steve's awesome art version of me, which is just a little bit better than the real thing, but yeah. it's really, but, really yeah. funny. And like, even if it didn't look like me, I would still love it because Steve nails. And like these guys said, he does the art, all of it. And he does almost all of the script. He just sends this to me and I'm like, you forgot a comma. That's pretty much <laughs> my contribution and the face. That's pretty much all I do. Yeah. Uh, it's really, really fun. So you guys sh- should definitely check yeah. it out. But his other books are yeah. amazing but, as well. But I just want to say, yeah. Steve, if I haven't seen any any stuff from the book, but if it's as good as you described it, I want like the cover tattooed on my back. No, it, it, it genuinely, I, I, I've impressed myself with this one. <laughs> awesome. It really is awesome. I would love to make fun of you for that, but I'm also but, you, but you've so, seen it, so you no, know. No, it really is. is like my favorite thing of his. Again, not just because it's me, but anyway, I don't want to talk about myself as much anymore. Mr. Mike, what do you got? Uh, wow, that's what my JCC students call me. That was Mr. a weird Mike? Mr. Mike. Yeah, that was. I haven't been I'm called half, that. I'm no half well. Jewish, so yeah, no, that's okay, why. Yeah. Um, at the risk of uh, alienating all you good folks here, uh, I think uh, everyone here is gross. Uh, and sometimes uh, the only way to feel less gross about yourself is to look at a picture of something that's grosser than you. Uh, so I have uh, selflessly provided this book, At Least You're Not These Monsters, uh, for you to come check out, uh, flip through, and then buy with money that you give. Yeah, great. If you haven't read this book yet, it, it's... Can you tell a little bit more about it? Because I want to talk more about it, but I want you to talk more about it. Okay. Well, I already I like did the big splashy calling everyone gross. That was good. That, <laughs> that was, was good. Well that was a good moment. <laughs> well, uh, I kind of want to go back to that moment. I don't know what to do in this moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's a bunch of like monsters. Um, I did it with my co-author, Danny Lacey, and we both uh, have a lot of different neuroses and things, and uh, and we sort of like the idea that by presenting uh, multiple monster Sisyphes, that's the plural of Sisyphus, right? You who wrote are, it. Who are like, sort of like, uh, one of them is like, uh, oh, oh, you can't focus? I've got 50 brains and all of them are screaming. Uh, and so that, that was the monster uh, to, to help me deal with my little ADD problem. But, you know, <laughs> if you have problems fitting in or like your brains keep falling out of your head or you got spikes on you so you can't hug your friends without murdering them, relatable 
grounded problems and content in book form, page after page, left to right words. I'm out of things to say. <laughs> we, we were getting tired of okay. hearing it, so we're, we're good to go. Thank you. <laughs> um, we have so many great books to look at today. We have tons of Paps Blue Ribbon. We have po' boys and we have crab cakes outside. But before we wrap up here, uh, Ryland, Jim, can you guys tell us where where is the, the legacy of Meltdown going? What's next for Meltdown? What's next for the, the collective, as you guys call yourself? W- what can we look forward to and, and where can we look forward to it? So I'm still teaching classes. Uh, I uh, My uh, main uh, home is the Society of Illustrators Gallery. Now, Mary, now. Did you pass them out <laughs> to everybody? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Someone in the back just we went, got yes. flies. We got flies. This is great radio. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I had one, one of my pals hand out postcards of my classes um, uh, for about my classes. So I'm teaching uh, at the Society of Illustrators in Eagle Rock. Unfortunately, they are... They had to move out of their location, so we don't have a home yet. But they will land sometime in the next month or two, probably in the Eagle Rock, Glendale area. I also teach at Pulp Fiction Comics out in Culver City, trying to cover both ends of this town. Uh, And I teach, usually once a year, I teach a continuing ed class at Otis College of Art and Design. Uh, And, yeah, I teach my flagship class making comics which is soup to nuts getting into the comics excuse me learning how to do comics writing and drawing very heavy on story uh writers and artists can take it um i do a class as i said on long form comics which is about writing uh comics and graphic novels a bunch of these guys took it uh and uh what else? Inking and other stuff. The Jim Higgins College of Comics on Facebook, right? Yeah, That's the best thank place to you. get at you. Thank you. Cool. Yeah, and and then the uh, you know the the whole mission is continuing. Uh, Chris Northrup, uh, who is another Meltdown alum, is um, uh, he's teaching some classes for uh, uh, kids mostly, uh, as I understand it, under the Meltdown banner. He's doing that in North Hollywood. Uh, if you actually look at the Mel- the Meltdown University website, uh, uh, he's got that going on. Um, he's another uh, uh, you know, very skilled teacher. Um, and then, you know, uh, in terms of our group, uh, that is currently called the Meld Orphans Collective, but that name might be changing, uh, soon, you know, we are trying to continue the Meltdown creation legacy here at a shop called Quest. Like I said, we found a very willing partner in Ray, the manager here. It's a great shop. I think it's the best shop in the city. And so we don't entirely know what that looks like yet. The first thing we're doing, uh, my partner in crime here, Jeff Leeds, uh, we are starting a monthly interview series. We will bring in a creator uh, once a month. We will interview them, uh, sort of spotlight on style, uh, like they do at Comic Cons for half hour to an hour. And then uh, said uh, creator, uh, he or she will sign their books. Our first is uh, in September, September 26th, I believe, uh, with David Pepos, who is in the crowd here. Uh, he created Spencer and Locke, which was just nominated for five Ringo Awards, which is absurd. If you're listening to this before the deadline and you are a comic creator, you should uh, make sure you get on the uh, the Ringo Awards uh, website and, uh, and and vote for uh, Pepos. But, um, you know, uh, he he has a story. I mean, he interned at DC. He was for years a, a, a writer and editor at Newsarama. And now he's creating, you know, some of the best comics out there. It's, you know, one of the best books I've read in the last 10 years. It's just really sharp, really amazing. He's got other stuff in the pipe. He's got a Top Cow book that was just announced. He's got, you know, five other things in the pipe. So that's going to be good. Uh, we'll do one every month here. Um, we're talking to some other people. Kevin Grievish, who... Um, uh, created the books that the Underworld uh, film series was based on. I Frankenstein. Uh, he was just nominated for an Eisner uh, uh, this last go around. Uh, we're looking at Ryan Benjamin, who is a prolific DC artist, and and a number of other people that we we haven't you know quite locked down, so we shouldn't talk about. Uh, we're doing a lot of stuff, but um, you know uh, we want people in here at a shop called Quest, creating comics, staying inspired. You know, I, I, I said this to the crowd earlier, so I, I apologize for uh, for um, repeating myself, but uh, Stephen Gavinas, who is another uh, uh, creator who's here uh, uh, with his book, um, you know, we, we were talking about it, and he just said, you know, man, uh, ever since Meltdown closed, I just, you know, I haven't been inspired. He's like, I came here to get inspired, uh, you know, 
every minute I'm here, I'm getting more and more inspired, and I'm going to go home and I'm going to create some comics. And so, we want to provide a place, uh, uh, you know, a little sandbox for people to play in, to come and get inspired, uh, to keep things going. I mean, uh, we've only created books because we talk all the time, we prop each other up, we note each other up, we inspire each other. We want to do that for everybody right here. Uh, so, um, so. Uh, we are on Twitter at Melt Orphans. Uh, we are on Facebook. If you uh, search Melt Orphans Collective, uh, watch that space. We're probably going to have some uh, some meetups for creators. We're probably going to have some uh, some workshops, maybe some classes. Even uh, we're still figuring out what it looks like, but it should be great. Um, and you know, you can watch uh, my Twitter at uh, Ryland Grant R Y L E N D G R A N T or uh, Jeff's Twitter. Is it? Uh, is it at Jeff Leeds? Um. Can I just uh, quick? I just want to make a shout out to all the um, other teachers who taught under the the, the Meltdown University um, banner. Uh, uh, Ryland mentioned one, Chris Northrup, um, who taught inking and coloring. Um, Eric Esquivel came after I left the last year um, of Meltdown's. Uh, existence on earth um uh, donna letterisi is a she taught the kids comics class there forever she's actually teaching kids comics at barnsdale art center um uh who else satine phoenix who uh kind of curated the life uh, costumed life drawing class and Satine is a model and, a, and an internet personality and, and does many things. And so she brought these people in who had costumes that would knock your socks off. Um, and she actually brought a lot of people in that I think wouldn't normally have come in. So she was a big, big help. And then I think that's it. If it's not, complain to Jim's Facebook page, not my Facebook page. Write on Jim's page if, you, if if Jim forgot you. Don't write on the Launchpad pod. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> Guys, thank you very much. Let's drink some of our Pabst Blue Ribbon. We've been sponsored by them. Thank you very much, Pabst Blue Ribbon. Also, to the wonderful shop called Quest down here in the art district down in downtown LA. It is a bitchin' shop if you guys have not come. You guys want to look at some comics now? Yeah. Check out the Launchpad Podcast. We can be found on the launchpadpod.com and you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at launchpadpod or launchpadpodcast on Facebook. Gentlemen, thank you so much for taking a couple minutes thank to you. talk. Guys, go have fun looking at some comics. Sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.